Love Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Oh, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. You know the Bible is right. Glory to God. Amen? Yeah, you know it. And we're so thankful for it. We're thankful that we have a Bible. Glory to God. We're thankful to have God's Word, just having the opportunity. You know, if you read that book, The Heavenly Man, uh, over in China, they have underground churches. They, they, uh, they've been forced to go underground. And a lot of people over there, a lot of Christians, they never have seen a Bible. Now, China is a strange place. They, they print and produce the most Bibles in the world, but all of those Bibles are for export to the West. The, the, the Christian, the true believers that have had to go underground, they're not allowed to have Bibles. Bibles are outlawed to them, and there's people who have never seen a Bible, don't know what, don't, they've heard about the, that there's this book, but they've never seen them, glory to God. But we're so thankful that we have an abundance of God's word, and, and the Bible is right, and we're glad about it. Precious ones, we're down to Proverbs 21.13, and to, 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 tonight we're going to talk about, we got a whole nother subject. Uh, and we're, I'm going to jump right in it. Glory to God. In the King James Version, the Protestant Bible, it says, uh, Proverbs 21, 13, Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. Glory to God. The Tanakh, the Jewish Bible says, Who stops his ears at the cry of the wretched, he too will call and not be answered. The positive thinking Bible says, if you won't help the poor, don't expect to be heard when you cry out for help. And the today's English version of Proverbs 21:13 says, if you refuse to listen to the cry of the poor, your own cry for help will not be heard. So the gist of all of these is that, glory to God, that if you will not hear, you won't be heard. You'll reap just what you sow. Amen? Glory to God. Now, there's many reasons to hear the cry of the poor. And by the way, uh, I'm not just talking about money. Glory to God. There's people who are poor in information, poor in skills, poor in 
and how to do things and understanding. Glory to God. And if you have understanding of something and someone needs it and you're right there and can help them with understanding or if 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 you're a teacher of the word or or whatever you might be, maybe you just know certain things about the word. And there's people who they really need an understanding of God's principles and you won't help them, you won't help someone who's poor in understanding God and his principles. Glory to God. Uh uh you won't receive greater understanding. Amen. Glory to God. So there's many reasons to hear the cry of the poor. And uh, we're just going to pop through three of them. The first one is that you, you want to hear the cry of the poor so that you'll be heard by God. Because in these four versions that we read, it says if you won't help, you won't receive help. So you want to help so that God can help you if and when you need help. Amen? The second reason is to take advantage of the opportunity to the opportunity to give. For the poor gives you the grand opportunity to start the spiritual law of reaping and sowing in motion. Start that law in motion. It's a powerful spiritual law. Glory to God. God said, as long as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest would not uh, would not end. Amen. Seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping, it's powerful. Glory to God. And so the poor give you the opportunity to to avail yourself of putting that law in motion. When you give, you receive. Glory to God. And when a person is ignorant and does not understand. When you take the time to explain God's word to him, you get greater revelation, glory to God. Because when the poor cry out for understanding and you don't help them, glory to God, there'll come a day when you'll want greater revelation, amen? Greater revelation in God's word or whatever, and it will be denied to you, glory to God. When you, the Bible says when you water with the word of God, when you water, you'll receive, you'll be watered yourself, glory to God. And uh, there was a commentator, and he, he made a very cogent, uh, a wonderful revelation, a stout man of God in the word of God. And he was saying that there was something he's, not, he's noticed over the years, that when he teaches and it's a it's a big group of people, big group of saints, and he teaches. Uh, somehow God pours out. God seems to pour out more grace, and that as he's teaching, he gets greater revelation, and then he gets revelation from the saints of God sitting in the audience. Because when you're preaching, people, you know, people are more or less they don't want to, you know, interrupt the the, the person preaching. But but an active preacher who's active and doesn't mind interaction with the people, that they receive revelation on what he's speaking about. And he says he's noticed that as he as he teaches to greater crowds, that God gives him greater revelation as he's teaching. Something there's a dynamic in that. 
And so as he gives to the quote-unquote poor on that particular subject, the saints on a particular subject, they might be poor in that area, have a, a lesser understanding. But as he goes into it, they get a greater understanding. But he says he gets a greater understanding. Glory to God. So if you want a greater understanding of God's word, begin watering others with the word of God, and you'll begin to receive greater revelation. I know that happens with myself. Glory to God. That happens with myself on the Sabbath day when I'm bringing the word for the Sabbath day. A lot of times, quite often, um, uh, and uh, uh, you'll be you'll be teaching, or if the if the anointing for preaching comes upon you, you'll be preaching. Glory to God, and you'll say something, and you'll think to yourself, "You said it." You think to yourself, "Oh, that was good. That was real good." I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, that was. Mm, I should. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna write that down. Amen. And that's one good reason why your your teaching should be taped. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, yes, that's a good reason for uh, your teachings to be taped. Glory to God. Uh, I want to look at some Old Testament revelation. Now, this talks about uh, this being uh, Proverbs 21:13 who stoppeth his ear at the cry of the poor. He also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. So tonight we're talking about the poor. Amen. Glory to God. And remember, I I mentioned to you, we're not necessarily just talking about the the money poor. This This could refer to a person who is ignorant in a particular area. Now, many people think the word ignorant means you're saying something negative about a person, but actually the word ignorant means you don't have the information about it. You don't have an understanding about it. You're ignorant of that in that particular area. You have no knowledge in that area. Amen. And so glory to God, you can. And so in that area, you can be considered in quotation marks poor in that area. Amen. And it's a blessing when someone Glory to God gives to you in that area when they when they give, Amen. They give you the understanding in that area. They open your eyes, Amen. Glory to God. That's a tremendous blessing. Glory to God. And as you water, I guarantee you, you'll be watered yourself. So I want to look at the poor because that's the subject tonight. Last week it was on the wicked. Glory to God. This week it's about the poor, Amen. And I hope to share something toward the toward the end that maybe uh, maybe uh, you haven't had a great understanding of, and maybe I can maybe I can water you tonight, Amen. Toward the end, okay. But anyway, we want to look at, at Old Testament revelations concerning the poor, and in Proverbs fourteen two. Proverbs 14, Proverbs 14, 2, I, I'm going to turn to that. I was going to read half of it, uh, 14b, but I, I'll read the whole thing. Uh, Proverbs 14, I'm sorry, Proverbs 14, 21. 
Proverbs 14.21. He that despises his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. He that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. Now, see, saints of God, we want to zero in on those things that God lets us know how to be happy. In Proverbs 16.20, it says, Whoso trusteth in the Lord, he is he. So in our notation, uh, when we want to know how does one be happy, well, Proverbs 16.20 says, uh, Whoso trusts in the Lord will be happy. Here in Proverbs 14.21, it says, He that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. Amen? Glory to God. So we want to have what? We want to have mercy on the poor. And to have mercy on the poor means to have pity, to stoop in kindness to an inferior. That word mercy means uh, 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 number 2603 in the concordance, and it means uh, stoop in kindness to an inferior. We want to have mercy upon the poor. And the Bible tells us that if we have mercy on the poor, glory to God, we will have happiness. That happened to me one time. There was this, I was driving down the street. I've been in so many, I've lived in so many cities in America that I forget which city this was in. Ooh, I can't remember. But I do remember driving down the street, and there was this young lady. She was sitting on a stoop, and she was sitting there, and she looked poor, okay? And so she looked poor and hungry. So um, so I stopped, parked the car, went over there. I gave her some money, and she said, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. So I thought nothing else about it. I didn't think anything else about it. Jumped in my car, drove to work. Saints, everything that day, that whole day, everything I put my hand to turned to gold. I went to the vending machine to, to, to get one candy bar. When I pulled the thing out, two or three candy bars came down the chute. I said, oh, wow, look at this. Everything. Got a good assignment that day. Everything went well. I tell you, my goodness, God bless my socks off. I had mercy on that young lady. I just did it because she looked hungry. I didn't know what the consequences would be. But this verse was fulfilled in my life. But he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. Why is he happy? Because God will reward you. Now, oh, I'm over time. I'm, I'm, I'm at a commercial. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. 
If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Saints, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna speed it up just a tiny bit because I got about 12 minutes. So in Psalms 41:1, it says, "Blessed is he that considereth the poor; the Lord will deliver him in time of problems, in time of trouble." And then in Proverbs 14, it says, "He that oppresses the poor uh, reproaches his maker, but he that honoreth God him or honoreth God." Have mercy on the poor. So we can honor God by giving to the poor. We uh, uh, we can be happy because uh, we give to the poor. And the Bible says in, in Psalm 41.1 that we're blessed when we give to the poor. Amen. Glory to God. And then in Proverbs 28.27, it says, He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. Amen? So the Bible tells us if we give to the poor, we shall not lack. We'll be honoring God. We'll, we'll, we'll be happy and we'll be blessed. Amen? If we give to the poor. Now, when I read Proverbs fourteen twenty one, it says, but he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he, he that hath mercy on the poor. Now, that helped me a great deal, saints, because I used to be a person who, when, uh, I don't know where you live and, and, and what your situation is, but here in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, it, there seems to be different seasons where every once in a while, it looks on a bunch of, on a bunch of the intersections when you're driving, there'll be homeless people, they'll have little cardboard signs that says homeless or I'm a veteran, uh, please give something. And I, I used to have problems with that because I would tell I would tell myself, well, if I give them money, the only thing they're going to do is go get some cigarettes and some wine and, and stuff like that. And I would think that way, and some most of the time I wouldn't give because I think they're going to they're gonna go get whiskey with it. You know, I'm just not going to throw my money away. But when I read this verse and it says, he that hath mercy, mercy on the poor, or have pity upon them, what that, that helped me so much because it helped me to give to the poor because I, I was giving out of mercy and not out of merit. You see, before I thought they didn't merit it because they would take it and go waste it on drugs or alcohol or cigarettes. So I was thinking in terms of merit, but when I read the Bible and it said, have mercy upon them, then it became easy to give to them because I wasn't no longer giving out of their merit or what they would do, but I was giving out of just pure mercy, just pure mercy. And when you give something out of pure mercy, amen, you're not looking for the person to do, to act perfect or do the perfect thing. You're saying you're a human being. You're made in the image of God. And there, but by the grace of God, uh, saying I. Amen? And so you see them shivering, or you see them in the rain, or you see them, they whatever it might be. 
and you don't know how they're going to spend the money, but this verse comes to you, and it says, have mercy upon them. And that changes, that changed the whole equation for me. Now I can, I can freely give to them because I'm not looking for them to do the right thing with their money. I'm having flat-out mercy on them. Amen? Glory to God. And that helped me. That helped me in my life a tremendous amount. I changed my whole uh, attitude. Now, another revelation that I got. Go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Like I said, we got to go because we only got nine minutes now. Go to Matthew 6, glory to God. Now, I'm going to be reading fast because of the time. Amen? Jesus is talking. I'm going to read fast now. Uh, Jesus is talking in Matthew 6, and he said, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Amen. What is almsgiving? Almsgiving is giving to the poor. I'm making this fast. I got to go fast so I can't get into long explanations. Okay? Glory to God. You can look up up, uh, a meaning for alms in a good concordance or a good dictionary. Amen? And so Jesus said, take heed when you do your alms or giving to the poor. Don't, Don't do it to be seen of men. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto to you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, when thou doest alms, when thou doest alms, Jesus expects you to do it. When thou doest alms, let not thy right, thy left hand know uh, what thy right hand doeth, that thy alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. So Jesus says there is a reward for doing alms. And then let's go to Luke, the 12th chapter. Luke, the 12th. I got to go there myself, saying. Luke, the 12th chapter. Glory to God, the 22nd verse, the 12th chapter, the 22nd verse says, And he said unto his disciples, that is, Jesus said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barns. And God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you will taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If if ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. Yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither shall ye be of a doubtful mind. For all these things do the, do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure 
to give you the kingdom. Sell that ye have. And what? What does Jesus tell you to do? He says, sell that ye have and give alms. And give alms. Jesus said to give alms, give to the poor. I want you to go to Acts, the third chapter. As I said, beloved, because we're down to about five minutes, can't do a lot of explanation, but you can search it out yourself. You can search it and see where Jesus said to give alms. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, Acts, the third chapter, the first verse. Now, Peter and John went up to the temple, went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb. What does that tell you? He's poor. He's lame. Amen. He can't work. And a man lame from his mother's womb was, who, was, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to do what? To ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. So God's people back then gave alms. And Jesus said, give alms. Amen. Give to the poor. Amen. Give to the poor. Almsgiving. Now let's look at Acts the tenth chapter. I'm going to show you how powerful giving to the poor can be. Giving to the poor can be. Acts ten, first verse. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently, in about the ninth hour of day, an angel coming into him and saying unto Cornelius, listen to what this angel said to him. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, oh, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. So, Giving alms is powerful. Amen. Giving alms is powerful. And then when you look in the 30th and the 31st verse of that same chapter, Cornelius is, is explaining to, to what happened. And Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard. And thy alms are in remembrance in the sight of God. And what happened? Because Cornelius is giving to the poor or giving to, uh, was, he, he gave alms, so much alms to the poor that the Bible says that his almsgiving was, was uh, remembered by God. And what was Cornelius's reward? Cornelius, you remember Pentecost, that was where the Holy Ghost was poured out upon the Jews. But in the 10th chapter of Acts, the Holy Ghost was poured out upon the Gentiles. And that was Cornelius' house. Cornelius' house. Now, why was he blessed with that great honor? The Bible says it was because his almsgiving was held in remembrance by God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I say glory to God. I tell you glory to God. Jesus said, give alms, amen? That's a subject you might not have thought about before, but we're talking about the poor tonight, glory to God. If you want to be blessed, read it for yourself, the 10th chapter of Acts, 
the Holy Ghost was poured out on the Gentiles. And this caused the Jews to be, they didn't know what to think because they thought all of this was strictly for them. But when God poured it out on the Gentiles, they said, whoa, look at this. And how was this done? By almsgiving. Almsgiving is not talked about a whole lot. But glory to God, remember what we said in the beginning of this teaching? We said when you pour out on someone who's ignorant of a particular area, they don't have a great understanding about that area. Like tonight, you might not have had a great understanding about almsgiving. But glory to God, hopefully you got watered, you got blessed, amen? Glory to God. And if you're blessed, I'm blessed, the Holy Ghost is blessed, God is blessed, God is honored, amen? Why? Because now that you got a, a different understanding about giving to the poor and how blessed it is and that God holds your giving in remembrance, glory to God, and that, glory to God, you can have mercy upon the poor, amen? Glory to God. And don't look at it as in terms of merit. I can't give to them because they'll buy wine. You don't give in terms of merit. You give in terms of mercy, plain mercy and see the reason why it's held in remembrance of God is because of what he did when he looked down upon mankind they were poor and wretched glory to God they had no merit to be saved but what did he do he had mercy read Titus 3 5 it says by we're saved by God's mercy he just had mercy upon us we had no merit to be saved in and of ourselves and so God just looked upon us Glory to God. And he said, I'm going to have mercy upon them, and I'm going to save them by grace. Amen? Glory to God. And almsgiving is a picture of God's grace. Amen? You can actually, glory to God, do what your heavenly Father did and have mercy. Amen? Have mercy on somebody else. Amen? And not sit there and judge them and say, well, no, I can't give them $3. They'll go out and buy wine. Amen? No, 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 no. Just give them out of mercy. Amen. God bless you. I'm out of time. I need more time. But I thank God for what we did have. Amen. Didn't we have a good time in the Word? Glory to God. God bless you. I love you. The Bible has the answers. See you next week. I love you. I, I think about you. I pray for you. Bye-bye. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m., and never had it so good gospel 107 pastor williams believes if you have a question the bible has the answers join us wednesday on the show or at i am jesus holy ghost church in columbia south carolina where service times are tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m sabbath friday service at 7 p.m and saturday sabbath day service at 12 noon our motto is it pays to serve god hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107 Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level